啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦啦。Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Stars Hollow Weekly. I'm Tara. I'm Dan. This is the show where we talk about the Gilmore Girls. Weekly. Weekly. Yeah. La la la. <laughs> See, I thought that song had a lot of laws, and you added like twenty five percent more laws. See, that's what we should say for all of the uh, promotional materials for this show. Now with twenty five percent more la laws. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. So. You ready to talk about this week's episode? Yes, I am. So it's called Love and War and Snow. That's a good title. It is, because there's love, and there's a lot of snow. And they reenact <laughs> war. <laughs> the legendary the, battle of Stars Hollow. Where 12 men just stood there overnight. <laughs> Luke got real upset about that. He gets very upset but before we get into that let's Uh, yeah yeah. let's do the imdb um description of the show this description of course provided to us by imdb as you might guess from the name imdb description of the show was highly redundant because it came from the redundant departmency of redundancy anyway (laughs) it's snowing and lorelei is giddy She runs into Max in Stars Hollow and invites him back to her place, but they run into someone unexpected when they get there. Lane feels left out of Rory's life. Okay. I feel like the description does not do this justice No, it doesn't. I would be so bored. I wouldn't even want to watch this episode. And one of the first things I said to you, I think we even talked about it last week. I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this one. I wouldn't watch the episode based on that description. It sounds like... Lorelai's just inviting men back to her house every week. See, I like the first sentence. It's snowing, and Lorelai is giddy. She is. That's a good word for it. And that would have been a good, dis- just leave it short and sweet description mm-hmm. of the episode of what else happens. You, you'll have to tune in and find out. Right. Yeah. But we start off at the town that. meeting. Yes, we start off at the town. Ta- oh, so I told you, you see, there's a mayor. Mayor Harry Porter. Yeah. Uh, there is a mayor. Old character actor David Huddleston. Oh, okay. What else has he been in? Oh, he was in Big Lebowski. He was in Blazing Saddles. Oh. Yeah. Um, he was the mayor of the town in Blazing Saddles. Oh, so this is a joke in a way. or a... Oh, it might be, actually. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because he really, he might appear maybe one more time, yeah, I it, believe. In, and a, then in another year. Yeah, he's just kind of, he just... They never really talk about him again. But at least we know that Taylor is not in charge. Not yet, at least. Yeah, he beca- he is in charge later. It will happen. He's he's basically the dictator of the town. Well, we described him last week as a fascist. Well, yeah, we did. And they were showing elements of that because um, one of the other townspeople said, there are others of us who have business to discuss We can't take 20 minutes on just your thing. And it's funny, though, because knowing what we know now about Taylor and how in control he is, it almost made him sound like he had no control at that meeting. He was still sitting up there with Patty and everything. Like he's on the board or something. Yeah, but he he was just a regular townsperson just 
kind of fighting it out like everyone else had to and not but he somehow got more preferential treatment than the guy who was selling drug paraphernalia <laughs> i like i wrote that down i was like uh uh no use for a lava lamp unless you're on drugs <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah that that sums up taylor but then of course uh Mayor Harry Porter announces Mm -hmm. the 224th anniversary (laughs) of the legendary Battle of Stars Hollow. I just love how Rory and Lorelai are just waiting for Luke to explode. Just waiting any second for it because they know it's going to happen. And then he does. And then he does. Right on cue. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) He is just not in favor of this at all in any way, shape, or form. Now, he, he, he... just like last uh, week, was it with the fall decorations? Mm-hmm. And he just he doesn't he doesn't like conformity. That's just not his style. Whereas Lorelai seems to think that this is fine because it's just a tradition. Yeah, yeah. I think she likes the weird little quirkiness of Stars Hollow. And oh, she loves it. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, what would it be like if I were in a meeting where these people were talking about? parking spaces and this weird town tradition and what I think I was in, you know, some weird backcountry town kind of thing. But Lorelai and Rory just find it pretty interesting and they just go with the flow. And Lorelai likes ticking off at least Taylor every so often. Just she wants to get into it with him. But I think for her, that's just part of the charm of the town. Yeah. She likes to annoy him, but. I think Luke likes to annoy him too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's why he exploded about this. He really was upset. Even though his dad was one of a the re-enacted. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself, Luke. Your father was a reenactor. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad was, you know, buried with his musket. He was. He, he loved was that his musket. Own musket, I I guess. But yeah, Luke gets very upset. He does not like the traditions. He does not like the fitting in. He does not like decorations. He does not like decorations. But he has a little bit of a turnaround by the end of the episode. He a does. A slight turnaround. It's a slight. Well, yeah, he, he gives coffee to everyone. He says his dad would have taken Kirk's it. herbal tea order. He does. He does. So I wonder I wonder if it did happen at one point. I, You know, I don't know if Luke owned. Probably he didn't own any sort of diner before his dad died or anything because his dad's store became the diner. But... He says his dad would have taken it, so I wonder if there was nights out there where his dad was freezing in the snow and little Luke came and brought him some coffee. Yeah. Sweet moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it, though, when he was offering the coffee to everybody else. He was still a little brusque about it, but then Kirk asks for herbal tea, and Luke immediately switches into, oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he takes orders. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait, one herbal tea, two cocos. And that, and... We're jumping so far I know, far that's ahead, the end. Of, no, we can't talk about that yet. Can we, no. Can't, can't we? Can't no. we? Because it comes back into an, a moment he has with Lorelai earlier. Fine, we can talk about it. Okay, so he sees Lorelai with Max. Uh. And he's sad. Because earlier she walked away from him after waxing poetic about the snow. Yeah. And he looked after kind of, after her kind of longing. Well, he, yeah, he, he, he invites her in and says, let me get you some coffee and... I almost felt in that moment it wasn't let Luke the diner man get you coffee. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like, do you want to have coffee with me? But he didn't know how to ask it. But it's, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that until you spelled it out right there. Do you want to get coffee with me? 
because Lorelai then invites Max in for coffee. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so it's sad because that was I some feel nice like, book ending. Yeah, I feel like Luke was, you know, in his own little way trying to ask her on a date-ish. Oh, but, yeah. Luke. I know. It's heartbreaking to watch. Mm. But, you know, he could have been more clear. I mean, he did ask her to marry her early on. That was pretty clear, but after that, he just he just yeah. sings in the background. But Luke doesn't necessarily need to try to, to pursue somebody. If he hears no, he's going to listen to that no. He's not going to be a jerk about it. Of course he wouldn't. But he never asks to even get that no. She says no thanks to the coffee. She says no thanks to a to a diner restauranteer asking if she'd like to come in and purchase some coffee. That's different. Or was well, it, it is different. In, well, in his mind, in his the, mind, in, in no, his mind though, it was yeah. your friend Luke is inviting you in for coffee, hoping that maybe we can be more than friends. Yeah, pretty much. So you just yeah. basically, we just have to watch Luke suffer for many more episodes. Okay. Many more episodes. Many, many episodes of suffering. Yeah, just a lot of suffering. Sorry, that was my computer. What does your computer want to tell us? It was, it was giving me an indication. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so we did skip a little bit to the end. Uh, now it's all sad because it's, I don't know, it's... <sighs> The Max Medina episodes, in a way, I just feel like Max Medina is perfect for her. And I'm not saying Luke isn't, but... In a different way. In a different way. So it's like we took away the happiness of the whole Max Medina episode. Now, thanks a lot. We're going to get back into the Max Medina happiness. All right. Oh, trust me. I only get so little of it before he goes away. Oh, come on. I mean, we're only on episode eight. Fine. <laughs> so anyway, what about Lorelai's obsession with the snow? All right, she can smell the snow coming. I can do that too. You can smell snow. Yeah. All right, you better show me this year. You yeah, know what I it mean, snows like next week. Or I, something. I it's gonna be like, well, yeah, and it's not even just like the first snow of the year. It's like I can smell snow about to happen. Yeah. You're gonna have to show me this. Lorelai. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rory, I will. Danilai. What? I'm not Rory, I'm Luke. All right. Tuke. Lara. (laughs) Hey, Lara. Oh, gosh. Is Dylan McDermott nice? It's only funny if you're a Family Guy fan, too. Good. (laughs) So anyway, Lorelai has a bit of an obsession with snow. It's magical for her. It is so magical for her. Could you imagine living in Lorelai's world? Yeah, it's the snow is a special present for her. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as Luke said, her parents never taught her about weather, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe they didn't. They were off doing their own thing. Well, they did freak out about the lack of um, Friday night dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like they've never seen a frozen pizza, and they... They, Probably never seen a frozen pizza. Yeah. I love it, though. Oh, Anna, 
Is that the maid? <laughs> got one. Got one. Yeah. So they, we are really jumping all over the place. I'm Let's loving this though. Really? Yes. It's ah. a real conversation. We're just talking about all the episode. Right, all right. So they see frozen pizza in the freezer. Yep. There's nothing there. Absolutely There's nothing. nothing. There. There's still stuff there too. It's it's not even it's like the frozen up. pizza was the only thing. Yeah, it was weirdly wrapped up in paper instead of it didn't look like food. It looked like a deli. Yeah, it did. A fancy deli. A fancy deli when it had like labels on it, I think. But you can, you know, clearly see that that frozen pizza in there. And Laura, or I'm sorry, Emily and Richard for the first time eat a frozen pizza. And they loved it. They did, especially with the Parmesan cheese. But how funny is that? that they've never. What did she say? It's it's something you would eat at a carnival or a Turkish prison. <laughs> so Turkish prisons give you frozen pizzas. I guess so. You know I don't what? Emily knows that, but you know, I mean, granted, this is twenty years ago, but mm-hmm. maybe at the time, Turkish prisons not that bad. Oh, good lord! I mean, now it's you know terrible autocracy and all that, but. Uh, I feel like they might have been bad back then. I don't know the about food, the frozen pizza. Food's okay, though. I don't think they serve frozen pizza. Maybe they do. I don't know. But anyway, they had frozen pizza saying, for no the first time. Silver and she's going to eat it with her fork and her knife. And then when Rory said, you can eat it with your hands, too. You can hold it. She had this look on her face of almost being like a little kid. It's like, why not? <laughs> like, oh, I'm being naughty. Right? <laughs> It's just, it's so funny. They just, and they were almost lost without her. The The oven was, was buzzing. ringing. The oven was buzzing like the timer for the pizza and they were freaking out. Like Emily came upstairs looking for Rory. Rory, Richard, you have to do something. Right, right. And Richard was calling from the bottom of the stairs for them to come down. Please hurry. Well, that that's just the buzzer going off. I know, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> And it's hilarious. It really is just like this foreign concept to them. And it's so funny. I don't know if you caught it. You probably did. It's pretty obvious. But Emily declares that she hates the snow. I did not catch oh, that. Oh, okay. She, I think it came with, you know, not being able to have dinner because their cook couldn't come in and they mm-hmm. couldn't get out and get dinner. And Emily just makes this passing comment, I hate snow. I missed that. Yeah. So, again, you know, she's... She's definitely not Lorelai. No, because for Lorelai, it's a magical wonderland that anything can happen and she gets her wishes. Yeah, but to Emily, it's just something in the way of, you know. It's an obstacle. Yeah, it's an obstacle. Although she got her Rory, though. She did get She got Rory overnight. Overnight, yeah. So maybe Emily might think the snow is a little magical now, too. Maybe. She gets her Rory. Yeah. She sent their driver to pick up Rory from from school at Chilton and although that being said I thought Emily and uh, Richard drove themselves yeah they drive themselves around. but they have a driver I guess so yeah I I don't know if the driver ever comes into like play again if they ever mention a driver again um sometimes Rory will go back and forth between Chilton and the house and, and, you know, and Lorelai's house and whatever. It's usually taxi, and then Richard will pay for the taxi. Yeah, and Emily and Richard want to get Rory a car and everything, her own car. So it's like, so the concept of driving yourself is not foreign to them. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you see them drive themselves a couple of times. Yeah, we saw Richard driving Emily in the the Rory's book. Right, right, yeah. 
Maybe the driver is really only for special occasions. Like picking Rory up from school. From school, yeah. And then taking her home the next day. Yeah. But yeah, I think nice that's the only time we see too. a driver. Very early. Oh, yeah. It has to be early, though, so she can find a... Oh, yeah, for the purposes of plot. Yeah. So I guess she did not have breakfast with the grandparents that day, unless they all got up early. Yeah, I think they get up early. What it, Richard says it in one episode. He gets up at like 5.30 every day or oh. something like that. Yeah. Oh, Richard, you're hurting my head. Oh, no. He's a businessman. Oh, but there was something that was mentioned when they were going through the photo album that um, when she looked at the picture of Emily and Richard as very young. Wasn't that cute? Yes. And Emily had this whole Errol Flynn thing. And she even wanted Richard to grow out the little mustache. Yeah. And Richard later grows a mustache, doesn't he? And she, Emily, gets mad. So he doesn't grow it for her. I forget why he grows it, but Emily is very angry about the mustache and wants him to shave it off. I feel like that leads, not leads to a lot of arguing, but it's. It's a topic of arguments for them later. Oh. So either they forget the plot point or it just wasn't the right mustache. Well, yeah, because the mustache he, if I'm remembering correctly, because this is my very imperfect knowledge of Gilmore Girls right now, <laughs> it's just kind of like a Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah, just your normal mustache. Everyday mustache, nothing weird. And, and the not one, the little pencil yeah. thing or Flynn mustache. That right, right. So it's just a different type of mustache. Okay. Maybe, it, maybe it wasn't a plot hole. Yeah. But yeah, you hear a little bit more about Emily and Richard and the mother looking through the photo album. You see a picture of baby Lorelai with her 12 petticoats from London. Yeah. 12. 12 petticoats. And about two minutes later, Little Miss spilled grape juice all over yeah. her. Oh my God. She was mad at a baby 30 years later. I need to put that, that out. Yeah. She was mad. That's one of those moments where you're kind of in, you know, Lorelai's corner. Yeah. Like, oh, they're mad at a baby. Lorelai is 32, 33 years old, and Emily is actively annoyed at that. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You've got to get over that. Yeah, it's like Lorelai didn't fit their perfect image of from what a perfect child beginning. should be from the very beginning even when she was a little baby yeah because that would have been i i don't know unless you dress up a baby in white for any other reason but maybe like a christening or something like christening that photo so that's thing. pretty early on um but yeah so also we see things go pretty south when they're looking at the photo album and you see Lorelai in her coming out dress. Yeah. That she never she never had her coming out. Her debut. Yeah, her debutante ball, yep. And it got cold yeah. and awkward. Yeah, they were looking at photo albums. Everything was kind of happy. They were having their pizza and then all of a they sudden. They talked about going to France to meet up with Emily's sister. Oh, Hobie. yeah. I don't even think they ever mentioned her again. Well, because it was related to this memory of the debutante ball. And so I think, you know what? There you go. Happens. Yeah. It's like, nah, we're never going to talk to her again because it just gives us bad memories. But yeah, um, you see like Emily turn away. You see Richard turn away. Yeah, he has it's, business calls. Yeah, to make. it's such a sore subject for them. It's just sad. It is. Yeah, this episode I'm not as like Team Emily because no. Yeah. 
like you can kind of understand some of the things. I mean, there's just a world of pain and hurt. That's all there, but she is responsible for a lot of it. Well, yeah, um, and I think the reason. I I think they're even aiming at the reason she couldn't do the ball was because of Rory or mm-hmm. her pregnancy. And that yeah. I didn't like because later there does come a moment where where you meet Christopher's parents and they hint that Rory ruined Christopher's life. You know, Lorelai and Rory and ruined his life and his chances and everything. And Emily Isn't does. Isn't Christopher kind of wealthy? Okay, so I'm not going to talk about that. I don't want to spoil anything okay. for you. I'll spoil this, though. Um, but <laughs> Emily does say, never once think that, you know, your being is what people are mad about. Like, you're existing. So, in a way, I was a little surprised when I saw that because if I were Rory, I'd, I'd think, oh, I guess, you know, my mom's pregnancy ruined everything. And that's why she didn't have a coming out ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would feel pretty bad. And she was... Right before that, she found the little um, photo um, machine um, roll. Yeah, like the photo booth, like the yeah, the the four little pictures. Yeah, of of Lorelai and Christopher. And she looks so jumping around again. She looks at that at the end of the episode after Lorelai is questioning how she feels about her teacher being on her couch and Mm -hmm. how she feels about. You know how Rory feels about Lorelai bringing a man home because she's never done that before. She broke the rules. She broke the rules. And at first you're thinking, okay, yeah, that is, especially if Lorelai's never done it before, that would be an uncomfortable moment for a 16-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. Her mom bringing home a man, especially her teacher. Yeah. But then you see her bring out the photos at the end of the episode and look at them. And you realize just like any kid of a, you know, not divorce, but just they never got together. But just any kid of parents who aren't together, wondering what it might be like to yeah. have them together. The what might have been yeah. moment. And Lorelai talks about that too when you know her and Max are asking each other, "Have you ever been married? No. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been close?" They both answered yes. Lorelai's is a little more funny. She says, and "He's like, what happened?" She's like, "The bell rang. I had to go to chemistry." <laughs> but it is. That question of what could have been if, you know, she had said yes and they had listened to both of their parents and they had gotten married, what kind of life would it have been? Yeah. And you get a glimpse of that when you see Rory in Lorelai's room. What the life could have been like. Very much, yeah, yeah, that glimpse. Let's talk about Lane, though. I know, I thought we were maybe saving that for the end because we were avoiding that a little bit. No, just because we were jumping around. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, so I think we've talked about this before where it's, where I question, is it because, you know, it's not called the, you know, the Lane show Mm -hmm. or the Lane and Sookie show? And, you know, a lot of shows do this. You don't really talk about the side characters. Most of the conversations will revolve around the main characters, and that's just storytelling. But in this case, Lane did call her on it. Yes, because you do notice that this isn't behavior that stops. Rory continually just ignores Lane and talks about herself and doesn't really care about Lane's issues. And it it that continues. So it is that question. But in this case, 
it, I thought it was really nice. I'm like, wow, yeah. they're addressing the thing they're that they're actually Tara addressing it. Yeah, mentioned. yeah, they actually address it uh, because, like, I think I'm in season five now on watching it. It's just Rory's very annoying right now. Mm. She's very annoying. She's very selfish and whiny, and it's just this is like the beginning of it of her kind of caring about herself. So maybe that was the storyline they intended that Rory is just a little bit selfish and that's just the way it is. And yeah. However, in this case, it was very easy to see it from both of their points of view. No. Of, I, I thought so in this, in this episode, in this moment, I mean, you could see from Laura, from Lorelai, the younger's point of view. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Of, uh, there's just so much going on, and yeah, there's this boy, and she's head over heels for him, and she brings him Sookie's Rocky Road cookies. Um, ah, Sookie's cookies. Oh. You should have capitalized on that. Yeah, seriously, give her a big shot. Anyway. <laughs> um, And you can very much see things from lane's point of view but also just a little bit from rory's because like the, uh, it's new for her and there's so much cool stuff going on but then what lane says to her on the phone i very much sided with rory she goes well there's always something for you she goes because she says i was trying to get i was trying to get a hold of you she's like well you know i'm at my grandparents on friday nights she goes yeah you're at your grandparents you're at chilton and and i'm just like mm, lane i'm losing a little bit of sympathy for you oh but you say there's always something the one something was that she couldn't find her bookmark yeah. like it's 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 just this, it's the pattern for Rory. She's just very yeah. Dean is new and Dean is exciting, but even though Dean is new and Dean is exciting, Lane still has. Lane doesn't think so right now, but Lane still has a life. Yeah, and has concerns. You She's know? Sergeant Pepper among other things. Well, okay. Besides that, why would you wear the hat to school on the bus? I mean, come on, that's asking. Good. Her mom probably made her do it. Yeah, but you know what? She's going to have to leave school and get homeschooled, and her mother will finally get her way. Exactly. But that that's, that's just so it. It's, it's, she says, you know, obviously there is, there's jealousy there, too, because Lane thinks that Rory has this perfect life. She has children. She has a boyfriend. She's allowed to leave the house. Her mom talks to her about things. She's mm-hmm. allowed to have items in her room. So to Lane, Rory does have this perfect life. So, you know, there is that little bit of jealousy coming in. But at the same point, Rory doesn't really care about Lane's life and what's happening with it. Especially she again and again asked her to please listen to her. She called her out twice within two minutes. She did. So Rory just wasn't getting the message. So I'm on Lane's side for this one. Rory was being a little bit selfish. Mm. I did like Lane's expression, though, when Sookie and Lorelai were making fun of Rory giving cookies to a boy. The look on Lane's face was part oh. embarrassed, I think, just even just embarrassed to be there in that moment, but also part disgusted that they were all focusing on Rory's issue and not her at all. Well, yeah, to them, it was just funny she's just bringing cookies to a boy they didn't know that lane was having issues and they didn't know and how could they know right exactly but you know it's just lane really doesn't have anyone to talk to and you see that she's talking she stays at rory's house even though rory isn't there Mm -hmm. 
She doesn't have anyone to talk to, so she talks to Lorelai. Yeah, Lorelai was the stand-in best friend or stand-in parent. I'm kind of, just yeah, pick one. A little of both. Yeah. Because Lane can't go to her mom and talk about that. As she said, she definitely can't, you know, pass him off as Asian or as Korean. Yeah. And, you know, Lane's only allowed to go on dates. With Korean with boys. With Korean boys who have been pre-approved by her mother because of their family, because of their job. So Yeah, he's a just, med student or pre-med right. or whatever. So she just feels stuck. And she's, she can't talk to her, so she just She kinda... did mention her parents. Yeah, yeah, she mentions her parents. There is a Mr. Kim. Somewhere. He's around. We... We don't see him. Nope. I don't even think we see the back of his head any time in the series, but nope. he's not even during her wedding. He we, theoretically exists. He exists, yeah. He's, you don't really talk about him too much, but uh, he's there. But for the other tangential characters, Michelle, Michelle, he had only a handful of lines, but all of them were gold, and he was just delightfully hateful. I loved it. Um, I wrote one down. Oh, it's cold and gray like a fat dead pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning, you know, the landscape. Michelle, it's the first snowfall. Make a wish. Get the way for me. You're not supposed to say it out loud. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, um, Michelle, our listener, um, take a drink. I'd said delightful. Oh, no. At least once, but now at least twice. Yeah, so my friend Michelle has a game that she plays. And she's a listener. We invite you all to play along. Every time uh, Dan says a version of the word, you know, delight, delightful, it's a delight, anything like that, you take a sip of coffee. Michelle is delightfully hateful. Not my Michelle. No, no. Michelle. Michelle. French Michelle. French Michelle. My Michelle is delightfully awesome. So, but yeah, so <laughs> you are drink. exactly. You are invited to play along too. Uh, it was pointed out. Now that it's been pointed out to me, though, I'm going to be so self conscious about. People it. are going to be uncaffeinated. Don't hold back. <laughs> uncaffeinated, dehydrated. Uh, well, actually, no. not dehydrated because it's a diuretic, so they might be more hydrated. But anyway, but if you're if you're if you're drinking. Water, drink your water. If you're drinking coffee, definitely drink your coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Michelle. And it, it's cold and gray. <laughs> cold and gray. Like a fat, dead pigeon. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty realistic view. Of course, the first snowfall is always great, but I'm with Michelle after, you know, but New Year's. It's just sad. There's something magical. Well, there is something magical because look who came with the snow this time. I know. She just walks through and there's a Max Medina waiting for her. At first, almost like he's stalking, but then he says, my car just stopped. Yeah. It's magical. Her yeah. snow really is magical and yeah. brings her a present. Also, she had snowflakes on her hat. She did. She She's likes, ready. She likes snowflakes. She really does. Do we ever see that hat again? I don't know if we see the hat again, but as you know from... It was a cute touch. I like Oh, it. yeah. As you know from a year in the life, snow is still very important. Oh, yeah. Very important. I mean, the show starts in the snow. 
Year in the Life, the show started. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that started in the snow. I think the, the first one of the first lines is "I smell snow." Or yeah, that was that was at least the advertisement for it. You'd hear her say, "I smell snow." So does she say that throughout the series? She does. There Yay. is there is one episode where Snow doesn't like her, but oh no, it's funny. But Lane, poor Lane, going getting back to her, she pets the boy she likes. She gets embarrassed and runs away. She runs. Oh, my gosh. She ran. Everyone is staring, too. And they were laughing. Uh-huh. But I think they were laughing because of just how awkward she let it become. I, that's what I was wondering. If she didn't run away, would anyone have noticed? Or was it the running away? Or See, if she had just gone <laughs> and, like, if she had just pet him and then he picks his head up and looks at her and she just goes, hey, things could have gone very differently. She's... 16. She's a tiny little mouse. She is. She's scared. She only ever got kissed on the forehead by... A uh, a pre-med student. Pre-med, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Although, (laughs) why would her mother let her date a college-age boy? Because I remember her saying he's pre-med. Okay, so you're picturing, like, he picks her up and brings her to the movies and... They come home at like 10 o'clock. What you're failing to recognize is they were probably like at her house or at his house with both of all of their families. Seriously? So by date, if you mean went over to one or the other's house for um, spaghetti and wheat balls. Delicious, by the way. Actually is. Then, yeah, they dated. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just like, you know, it's no. not dating as you might think. They show it in one episode where it's like just both of their families and there's like chaperones, just so many chaperones. Well, speaking of chaperones, yeah. you know who didn't have a chaperone? Lorelai and Max. Well, they don't need one. I'm just pointing out there was no chaperone. They kissed on the first date. Oh! <gasps> In a movie theater. Well, oh, not, yeah. Not, not in a movie. I, yeah, well, I was going to ask, what do you think? Library? No, I. What do you think about that movie theater? Is it a movie theater or is it a bookstore? It, they do sh- show movies there. Yeah. Like, they have movies, and if you want to see a movie in town, that's where you go. Oh. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. I like it. I feel in real life it would not work. People would not go to it. Mm. Well, why is that? I don't know. It makes me think of just a little independent cinema, you know? Well, yeah, it's so cute. So it's one business by day and it's another business by night. There you go. It's just that, that's just it. That's the magic of Stars Hollow. It's There's a movie playing from years and years and years ago, black and white. Yet everyone's going to show up for it. It doesn't have to be everyone. Well, a few dozen people. But still, it's what, what town would that happen in? I know it wouldn't happen in our town. Well, you know who wasn't there? Taylor. No. He, he's probably like, ah, kids watching movies. <laughs> That's your impression of Taylor? Yeah, because, you know, lava lamps are drug paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but Lane being at a. Uh, Lorelai's house and then walking in on her and Max kissing and when my I, I, I loved it because 
we're, so we were watching the episode together uh, right before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my God, Lane's going to walk in. And then it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, but then it did. <laughs> so Why did like, you want her to walk in so much? Just because I thought it would be hilarious and funny. And it was. It was, it it was, was. awkward and funny. I know it's funny because she just she has her in her pigtails and she's just kind of like standing there like staring at them. Mommy's kissing a man. And it's funny too because Lane is um the, uh, the actress is basically as old as Lorelai. Seriously? She's yeah. already in her 30s at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I think she is pretty close to Lorelai's both in real life. Pretty close You're to You're kidding me. Know? Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So it's funny because knowing that, like, obviously watching that, you would never guess she has such a young face. Yeah, but seriously, she has a big Knowing face. that, that's what I was thinking of because it's like, ah, they're pretty much the same age. It's that's funny. really funny. Yeah. So it is an acting version of someone your mom's age acting as your friend for the scene and then Lorelai in life. Mm-hmm. Her best friend is Rory. Right. So it's just life yeah, imitating it's just, art, it's imitating funny. life, yeah. imitating art. And I don't know. Maybe there's less there than I thought. But you were so I funny. thought it was great. I thought it was No, great. it was, it was a great moment. It was. But we do find out that Lane's mother wants her to be homeschooled. Yeah. It's something you didn't know, but when you hear it, it's like, yeah, that's that makes about sense. right. That However... Makes sense. Lane does have a strong enough personality that her mother does at least let her continue at public school. I wonder what does keep that going. I thought maybe... Lack of fighting, maybe? (laughs) Uh, Lane doesn't fight with her mom. Oh, she doesn't? No. Okay. Oh, God, no. Hmm. They do not fight. There goes that theory. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I I wonder. Uh, The only thing I can think of is that Mrs. Lane is just way too busy for that. I'm sorry, Mrs. Kim, Mrs. Lane. Mrs. Lane's mom? No. Mrs. Kim is just too busy. See, the problem with Lane is she has a, um, by Anglo standards, a last name is a first name and a first name is a last name. I guess so. Like if she were were a white um, Anglo Connecticut girl, she'd be Kim Lane. Yeah, that's true. I like her name, Lane. Yeah. Pretty name. But yeah. So what else do we have to talk about on this? Let's see. I know the big, I think the big main points, you know, Max Medina is is in now. Max he was, Medina. He's in. Woo. He was kind of in. He was kind of out before. Just what's going on with them. How, Wolf from 10 Kingdom. Go watch <laughs> How Rory's dealing with it. What's going on with Lane? This the story Lane with with Lane is kind of dropped. I would say is it, it was important though. Yeah, you know, I don't think you see Rory make much of an effort in the future. No, there. I, there so is, Rory is it? So Rory is a terrible friend. Yeah, she kind of sucks. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Sorry, Rory. No, well, you know what? I'll let you make your judgment on that. That's my judgment. I want to hear what you think as the episodes progress. But now I'm going to be, like, influenced by your judgment. Well, no, you're going to be looking out for it. Yeah, but I'm influenced by your judgment, and I'm going to be like, ah, yeah. I'm just going to be looking out for any sign of Rory being a terrible friend. And I'm like, ah, Rory sucks. Well, yeah, you might be, but... I'd be right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I want to hear what you think. I don't know if it's just because I'm in the 
season five of the Rory's voices an octave higher <laughs> season mm. or what? But uh, Rory's just been annoying me. So you you make your own judgment. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear what someone who's not annoyed with Rory thinks about the subject as we continue with it. And I really want to know what all of you think. Like, like, what are your moments with snow? I mean, is snow magical for you like it is for Lorelai? I mean, is snow catnip for you? I mean, I mean, is it is it all just turned into one giant, really cute Judy Bloom moment for you? I mean, like, l- let me know. Or is snow like it was for Lorelai a couple seasons in where everything was going wrong and her shoes were wet and her car is covered and life just sucks and she finally hates snow? See, that's why I'm that Luke. That just made me sad. I'm sorry. That just made me but sad. you're Lorelai. You just, you love snow. And I'm I like, uh, I, I especially love it at the beginning of the season. The beginning is nice when the roads are still too warm and it's not on the roads and there's just a little bit out there. Or you can have the type of snow where it's like, oh, this is pretty. And then you watch your tree just fall into your neighbor's fence and you're like, oh, I was trying to have a nice day outside and that just happened. Let me go call my insurance company, you know? I mean, what yeah, is snow for you? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that could be true. That could happen but to somebody. Snow, snow is tubing, and that was an oddly specific example yeah. that you gave the know, listeners. Right? <laughs> We're gonna have to redact all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but s- snow is hot cocoa, and 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 it's snowmen, and it's making snow angels and diving. I mean, I've seen you dive face first into the snow. The first snow. After the 18th snow that happens, like, on October 5th for us, it just gets a little old. Yeah, I mean, the snow season is um, does start long. early and end late for us. We're in upstate New York. Yeah, well, and Rory's birthday is in October, and Lorelai said that Rory was born in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. Oh, since we know the year Rory was born. What, 84, I think? 84, 85. Yeah. Like and that. we know she was born in October. We should look to see um, historic snowstorms. Oh, right? Uh, yeah, we know exactly where we they were-ish. We could. We could. Yeah, yeah, that would require effort. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll remember that next yeah. episode. Maybe we won't. Yeah. But um, let, let us know what you think uh, about snow. Um, text us. Well, I mean, don't, don't text us, actually. I mean, tweet us. Facebook us. Um, Here, email us. Here's all of our personal information. Uh, Milo lives at 123 Milo L. Kitty Way. Care of oh Milo L. Kitty. I would definitely live there. Yeah, seriously. You heard him a little bit about halfway in the episode. He wasn't as vocal. He must not have any strong opinions this no, time. No, no, no. Speaking of strong opinions... How many cups of coffee are you going to give this episode? I really like this episode. I feel like we're getting into the full swing of everything now. There's no more explaining. There's no more setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, Storylines are going. I would give it a... Let's see, what did I give last week? I think you gave it like an eight and a half. I gave it an eight and a half. I would give this one a nine. Really, a nine? Nine cups of coffee, yeah. Okay, I didn't like this one that much. Really? Yeah, I still liked this. I liked okay. it. I didn't like it as much as I liked um last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and I think I stuck with you on that eight point five cups of coffee yeah. last week too. Um I liked magical Lorelei. I, I really liked that. I loved 
her attitude and the sweetness and joy that was like permeating off of her with the snow and just like anything could happen. And, and it was like childlike wonder. Yeah. I loved all of that, but I didn't love the episode. Oh yeah. Oh no. I liked the episode. See, my opinion does not influence you at all. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Rory's a great friend. Ah, <laughs> How many cups of coffee would you give this episode? I'll give this one seven. It's seven? A seven cups Ouch. of coffee. Yeah, I'll give it seven. Ouch. Bummer. You're going <laughs> to love next one. Oh, no. If I say that, you're not going to. Oh, not Next true. week's you episode is go- great. You told me I was going to love uh, Rory's birthday parties, and I did. Okay. But speaking of next week's episode, oops, sorry, I just smashed you with my uh, big ear cans. <laughs> ear cans. That, that, I that, need to explain. That. That's that's what the sound industry people refer to the big headphones as, right? Ear cans. Yes, that is what sound professionals refer to them as. And we're and we're audio professionals now. We're, that's true. Yeah, we're totally professional. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm professional. Okay. Anyway, I'm more professional than Kurt. Just, just do what you're gonna do. (laughs) The next episode, (laughs) episode nine of season one, is Rory's dance. Don't read it. No, I want you to be surprised. All right. I I started reading. No, don't do it. Tara made me stop. That that, no, that that description gives it away. So don't read it. (laughs) Okay, I won't. I won't read it. Okay, thank you. All right, but Rory's dance is the next episode. So next week, yeah. Tune in for that. So, do you have all of our information ready? Oh yeah, I wrote it down. Nice. All right. So, we'd like you to please write a review of the show and uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to fine podcasts such as this one obviously is. Just just, just click the five stars. Even if you don't believe it, just click five stars. We'd really appreciate that. And also you can follow us on all sorts of social media, facebook.com slash the Stars Harlow Weekly, Twitter at Stars Weekly Pod, and email us at starshollowweekly at gmail.com. Very nice. Very professional. I thought so. I'm a a sound professional. So with our send-off this week. Oi with the... Oi with the... Hmm. Oi with the frozen pizzas already? (laughs) There was only one frozen pizza. That's what I was thinking. That was a small frozen pizza. I could eat one of those myself. I have eaten one of those myself. Yeah. Three people? That's a lot to ask. But anyway. You know what? It was a new experience for them. I'll allow it. (laughs) because <laughs> they went and got the coffee really fast they didn't even get through a single slice of piece that's true um but i might say oi with the worry enactments already <laughs> oi with the muskets already oi with the muskets already oi with the snowfall already Nah, you don't believe that you don't have to lie yeah i know right you want it to snow right now i do all right, I think as we're recording this, oh, it's goodness. August and 85 degrees, and it was Beautiful. like a thousand percent humidity over the weekend. And oh dear Gorgeous. God, no, it was not. You are a liar. Oi, with the petticoats already. <laughs> twelve petticoats, twelve reenactors too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, something. speaking of things like that, real quick. Okay. Were there any little historic references that you felt the need to look up? Oh, oh. 
I'm actually, wow, we did do this a little early. I did write something down. Okay, let's hear it real quick. So in the beginning of the episode, Dean comes over. Um, what was it? Rory had him read. Um, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. No, 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 no. Jane, uh, Jane Austen. Uh, Jane Austen. Yeah. Austen just Rory had Dean read Jane Austen, and he makes a comment that he likes Hunter Thompson better. Hunter yes, he does. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. On uh, the campaign the, trail. Right. So that's goes along with the Jess kind of starts filling the role they were making for Dean because that's something like Jess would read. And yeah, Dean I actually some, wrote that down as a note yeah, too. Yeah, so it's like they try to portray Dean as some sort of moron who's never picked up a book, yet he's trying to get Rory to read Hunter Thompson. So I just thought that was interesting. Okay, so not an historic reference, though. Not historic, not technically a historic reference, but yeah. Yeah, that made me a little mad because it's like, Dean's not a moron. Dean read books, too. But anyway. Oi with the petticoats already. Oi with the petticoats already. Twelve petticoats. Twelve men waiting for the British. The petticoats were white as snow. And the grape juice was spilled. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.